the seasons are changing, the leaves are falling, you've got your pumpkin spice latte, your Ugg boots are out, layers are on, but what do you do with those golf clubs? Golf is not that hard. Well, it doesn't have to be. That's why we cut through all the highbrow golf BS to give you what you really need to know to enjoy the golfing experience. I'm Doug Smith. And I'm Cheyenne Woods. And together we have over 50 years experience playing the game of golf at every level. Every week we'll break down a new topic in 10 minutes or less, answering some of the most popular questions in golf today. You're welcome. That intro just makes me actually want a pumpkin spice latte. You know, I feel really it's, cozy it's, right it's now. It's almost that. Is, are we there yet? Like, yes. Let's go to Starbucks once we're finished and we'll do well, this. Well, I'm not because I live in Arizona and oh, it's, it's right. still Damn almost it. 100 no, degrees. It's still but 100 some plus. people do have the Uggs out. So. Right. It's, hey, so those of you guys that are looking at the leaves change and you're wearing your Ugg boots, guys, what are you doing with your clubs? I know where they are. They're going to be in the closet. How do you manage like life if you're like a real diehard golfer? And, and how do you prepare? Are you even thinking about preparing for next season at this point? I'm still trying to wait on that warm day so I can get out there and go get it. So I got a threshold. Plus 40 degrees, I'm playing golf. Yikes. Well, it might change now being in Phoenix, but <laughs> plus 40 back in Ohio, I'm playing golf. 40 and sunny. I mean, that's not a bad day, I guess. For me, I grew up here in Phoenix, so anything with a six in front of it is um, a little chilly. So I'm layering up. I'm maybe taking the day off. That's, it is my off season. <laughs> I got I'm no words. Kidding. 60 degrees, you cold, you're not playing. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But it is something that people struggle with. You know, if you aren't living in Phoenix when it is sunny and the winters are nice. But I know I went to Wake Forest and playing in North Carolina was a shock for me when the temperatures drop. What do you do? And the grass died. Grass dies. Sometimes yeah. the courses are closed. How can you continue to work on your swing and improve your game? You know, I think we touched on this in the previous episode, but you got to take to your indoor drills. Before I even get into that, this is a great time to take off. Enjoy not playing golf. We need rest. We need to relax. We need to step back from the game, assess if the season was a success, and just chill and give it up. Sometimes you do just need to put the clubs down and take a little bit of a break and, like you said, reflect. How do you assess if you had a good season, though? You know, now it's fall. The leaves are changing. How do you assess if you had a successful year or, or what you need to work on going forward? What are the things that our listeners can can look back on and say, hey, I did good or, you know, I need to work on this? One thing I think everybody can do is keep stats. So as you're playing throughout the year, keep your putting, your greens in regulation, your fairways hit, keep your stats. And you can track that throughout the year. At the end of the season, look up what your average was, add it all together, divide whatever you want to do. And you can truly see in numbers exactly how you played, how you progressed, and what you can then improve on going into the next season. You can also look at your handicap. If you do actually put your scores in at your club or your app that you use for golf, you know, put your scores in. When did you play well? And then think back, like if you played well, what did you do? I challenge everybody to keep a golf journal. I don't know. Do you journal, Shy? at yeah, all? Yeah, I journal a ton. Yeah, I, I journaled a lot when I was playing. And I think just being able to know what it was that I was doing when I was playing well. Now, they, they, people know their handicaps. They, they went up. They got a little worse. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what, what are we going to do? Like, what do you do when, when you do realize you got worse this season versus the previous year? Again, it's identifying what area 
kind of led you there. And with it being a little bit chillier, temperatures are a little cooler, um, I always try to do what I can indoors. So whether that be go to an indoor facility, which some people might not have access to, or just doing something in your living room, putting on the carpet, putting on the tile, working on your stroke, working in the garage in a mirror, just trying to get into some type of position. Any of that is helpful. Whether you're actually hitting a ball outside or not, it is definitely going to help improve your game. I do want to mention one thing about the fall season. This is the time of year to tinker and or replace your clubs. If you're thinking about getting new clubs, if you're thinking about what did work, what didn't work, the off season is the time where you need to go out and get fit and see what the best combinations are for you going into the next season. I think a lot of people are like, this didn't work, so I'm going to stick with it. And it's like, you know what, this is a good time to reflect on your clubs and on your equipment. Yeah, you can look and see what you've had for too long, what might be cracked, what grooves might be wore out, and test out some stuff. That's what a lot of tour pros do in the off season is do a lot of experimenting and see what you like, what you don't like, how can I get better and put something new in the bag. So Shine, let's talk a little bit about what beginner golfers can do to stay ready uh, in the off season and, and not get so rusty. I mean, that's one thing. It's always hard to get back into the game after you have taken some time off and, and you haven't touched a club in a couple weeks or a couple months because of the weather, whatever. You know, how, do you, how do you keep the rust off? That is the absolute worst feeling in the world. Even because we play a lot of golf. So even if you take one week off and you put the club in your hand and it feels so foreign. I'll take one day off. In this yeah, it's the worst feeling. So we don't want you guys to feel that way. What I would suggest is maybe come come up. I don't know. What you would suggest know. is, see that, you know, that's a great look. We don't have all the answers, right? Yeah. It'd be BS if we really did have all the answers. But one thing I'll say and one thing I'll point to is, is it's called maintenance. In most cities, there is going to be a place for you to hit balls outdoor where there is some heater that, or heat that is provided, like an indoor bay where you're hitting outside. I say be sure to take a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday morning on a, on a sunny day or whatever and go actually hit balls. Just because it's cold doesn't mean you can't go hit balls. There's heat. You don't have to do it every day, but I would recommend hitting balls at least once a week. And any movement, any swing helps. You know, whether you're making contact with the ball or just taking practice swings, doing 50 practice swings at night, you're at least continuing the movements and not allowing the movements to become so foreign. And there are indoor places to hit balls. I have another really great idea. Uh-oh, here it comes. You could go on vacation. <gasps> this is a great time to go on vacation, wow. travel to somewhere warm, wow. and play some golf under the sun. Because who doesn't want to be on a beach in December? My mind was just blown. <laughs> Mean. Get away from the cold weather. No one is forcing you Hold to be on. there. You know what? The beach is so cliche. Come to the mountains. You know, you can also come out here. The desert. Because it is very green out here in Phoenix during the winter months. And it is a phenomenal place to be. Also, things like putting mats and the little chipping nets that you can have and, and using an indoor net. Like, you can go to Amazon and other places and buy an indoor hitting net and put in your garage. Yes. Or your dorm or, yes. or your apartment. Your backyard. Whatever. Anywhere. You can take it to a local park. I've seen people do that as well. Putting mats. You've seen people take a hitting net to a park? Yeah. I've not seen that. I've seen that. That's interesting. But you got to do what you got to do, do, right? No, you do. So, How bad do you want to be good? There's so many fun things that you can get online. It's not that expensive. We try to keep it as cheap as we can here on the show of what we suggest to you. Affordable, not cheap. Affordable. Affordable. <laughs> it's affordable. I don't know. I like cheap stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's little things that you can get, whether it's shipping, putting, full swing, hitting nets. 
But yeah, we have to also like warn folks, beware of all this stuff though. You can really go spend a lot of money on a bunch of BS that, that's not really going to help you better. I'm always going to recommend somebody going out and buying a putting mat. I don't care if it's just a straight putt with a line or whatever. Get you a putting mat that you can use over and over and over. Now, don't forget to worry about your speed when you're using that mat because mm-hmm. you just start banging straight putts all day. Your speed can really get jacked up. A putting mat is something that I've always had in my house all year long. It's something you can just do when you're watching TV. Whatever you decide to do as the weather changes, don't lock the clubs up. There's plenty that you can do so you don't get rusty. This is our point in the show where we get a little bit technical. And, and this is a topic that we've touched on before in previous episodes, but I want to always kind of come back to putting and you can't get too good at putting. So one thing I've noticed, Cheyenne, and I'm seeing people do this on Instagram and, and when I'm out practicing, I'm seeing people just using a chalk line and just working on alignment. I'm not seeing people work on speed. Like people forget that speed is so crucial. You're not going to make a putt. That's dead online if you're a foot short. It's not going to so happen. I always say speed is the most important aspect of putting. For myself, I do speed drills every day that I'm out on the golf so course. So what is a speed drill, though? I think people forget that there are other things you can do besides trying to make the ball in the hole when you're practicing. What I do, one of my favorite drills, is putting a tee about 10 to 12 inches behind the hole. I walk off three, six, nine paces. I need to make three putts in a row from each designated tee, not short of the hole and not past the tee. So for me, it still gives the mentality of wanting to make the putt, but not without being too aggressive or too tentative. I love that. You know what's something that's super simple? From any distance, from any range, just try to putt to the fringe. I I think if you start working on that drill from 5, 10, 20, 40 feet, you're going to see yourself make more putts. And that is birdies and that is zero BS. Another drill that I love, you know, putting greens get super busy sometimes. You might not have a hole to putt to. Putting to the fringe is a great option. Take two balls, putt one, don't look up. Putt the other with the exact same speed. Look up. You want those balls to be kissing. You want them to touch without even looking up. So it gives you a feel of what your body's doing. It gives you a feel of being able to hit two putts back to back the exact same speed and you have that really good control as you go into your round that's it guys thanks for listening hope these tips helped you today don't forget to follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at birdies not bs or you can find us at www.birdiesnotbs.com on the world wide web the world wide we out of here